So I got to follow up on something we talked about last time. You know it's going to be about the candy. Oh, yeah, Mr. Milky Way. <laughs> Mr. Three Musketeers, actually. Oh, my bad, my bad. Three... Ain't no difference to the same thing. Listen, listen. So I, I just want to be clear. So this is what I did. I put a poll out with the whole Three Musketeers situation, and I said if you like it, just yes or no, right? Put it on Instagram. I kid you not. The results were 50-50. Right down the middle. So what you got to say about that? You were you were acting like what I was saying was ridiculous, was crazy. Okay, you said 50-50. If I put a poll out for who likes Starburst, I bet you that's going to get like 90% of people that are going to say they like it. If I but put a poll out for M&M's, you, that's going to be like 90%. But you made it seem like I was going to be the only guy that was liking Three Musketeers. When people say they like it, do they mean they tolerate it or do they mean they actually like it? I mean, I don't know. I didn't get background. It was just okay. Because that's what I'm saying. Because I could say like, oh, I, I wouldn't ever buy a Snickers, but if somebody gave it to me, you know, I eat it. But I wouldn't necessarily say I like it. I mean, those two different things. I guess. Look, but I, mean, I, I mean, either way to clarify, it was obviously a big topic for me. I had to clarify with people when I made my list. So for anyone who didn't hear our list, when I made my list, I was going off of it based off of what I liked at the time when I was a kid, and when I looked inside. What did I want to see in my Halloween bag or my Halloween, you know, my pumpkin? That's what I made my list off of. It this wasn't what I what I had now. You know, I missed like Reese's and things like that. Those are things I would probably take now over those. So you I should have Tissy Rolls. You said Tissy Rolls? Yeah. No, sir. Okay, I had to make sure. I just no, had to make no sure. sir. <laughs> but I heard raisinets was something I heard through our conversation. I think that's crazy. I think that's ridiculous. I think you shouldn't be eating raisinets unless uh, you're dealing with AARP. So, what is what, who? Okay, who said that? I mean, I'm not going to reveal who said it. I'm just going to say you and I both know the person. We're not going to drop any names on here because other people will hear this, but we know this person. And they're definitely going to hear this. And I'm okay with them hearing is this. Is raisinets even a candy? Is that considered a candy? <laughs> I don't even know if it's considered. Like, we could actually have a discussion if it's even considered a candy, but they said they liked it. So, I, I just was like, you can't. My whole thing is, you can't criticize me about Three Musketeers if one of your choices is Raisinets. You know what I'm saying? You, hold on, where you buy Raisinets at? Like legit, though. Where you buy that? <laughs> Probably at the same place you buy Walmart. everything else. Probably at the same place you buy everything else. I just thought it was crazy, man. But it's just really interesting to me. Oh, another thing I wanted to bring up to you. I don't know when you were growing up. Did you watch George Lopez? Oh yeah. Okay, so I don't know if you heard. So. George Lopez kind of made a post alluding to a possible reboot. What do you think? I mean, I'm kind of... See, this is my issue with the reboots. I would have liked the reboot if it came like five or ten years later. But that was like 15 years ago. What George Lopez look <laughs> like now? I mean, for real, man. Yo, so I saw... The, so they dropped the video and most of them look the same. Uh, the mom looks the same. Angie. George just looks older with gray hair. Ernie lost a bunch of weight and he slimmed down a lot. So I feel like the humor is just not going to even be as there. That was just part of the humor for him. Like just the physical humor. So I just think it's interesting when they always try to bring reboots. I feel the same way. Well, what about, a, what of, about, a, what about his mama, Benny? I believe she looked sort of the same. I think her hair was a little bit different. I can't remember, but I think she looked sort of the same. See, she wasn't as drastic as it was when I saw Ernie. That's when it was like, okay, wow, that was a big difference there. 
Okay, but, I'm just saying, because she got to be in the show. That's all I'm saying. No, no, she was there. She was there, and so was um, her Angie's father. Got his name now. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, I feel like he, I, yeah. I didn't hear him mm-hmm. be there, too, but if he wasn't there, you know, I, I, I'll probably still watch it. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not really a big fan of reboots, especially, like you said, when it's been so long. I know Fresh Prince was talking about doing it, too. Not really a big fan of that, either. But at least first Prince, they said they, they, when they did their reboot, it's gonna be like a dark reboot. So I mean, at least they were kind of changing it to a degree. Yeah, I, I get, it also depends how you do it. I will say that it depends how you do it. And I would say if you're a big fan of the show, you've got to at least just check out the first episode. You know what I mean? That would be something that everyone should do if you're just a big fan. But after that, keeping my attention is gonna be really hard. So yeah, I, but, I check it out when it's going Nick and night. <laughs> right, right. If you're up at 2 a.m. and nothing else to do, yeah, nothing not else to do, you watch it. Absolutely, man. But to it, first of all, if this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us. He is Trey Samuel. I'm Nolan Todd. This is interesting enough. Please like, subscribe, keep coming back. Thank you. We're bringing you more content as soon as possible, as fast as we can. So many things we want to get into always with you guys. Um, Trey, one of the things I wanted to bring up to you, man. We usually don't start with baseball. We don't even usually cover baseball a bunch. But I got to start with baseball today. I know you heard about the Justin Turner situation, but I'll fill some people in. If you haven't heard, Justin Turner, third baseman for the Los Angeles Dodgers, who just won the championship of the World Series. He tested positive for coronavirus. They found out he tested positive during the game, during the final game of the World Series. So they removed him from the game. The Dodgers ended up winning the game, so they're celebrating on the field, you know, doing their thing. He was he was in isolation. Then he came out of isolation to celebrate with the team. Now, initially, I saw some pictures. He had a mask on, so he had that on. He was celebrating. You know, he hugged his wife and stuff that was there, you know, with some of his teammates. But then he did take his mask off, and he was taking team pictures with it. It's a big controversy. Now, the now Major League Baseball is actually going into it and investigating, and I think it's it's kind of interesting because I've heard both sides about what you would do in that situation if you've worked that hard and also we're in a pandemic. I haven't talked to you about it, so this is the first time I'm hearing what your thoughts on it, man. I mean, like, I, I guess I understand why he wanted to come back on the field. I mean, he worked that hard. I mean, when you want to celebrate with your friends when we do... I mean, come on, we won yeah. Intramural and, like, college, and we were celebrating like we won a World Series. So yeah. I can only imagine, you know, if you won the actual freaking World Series, you want to get out there with your fa- family, friends, and whatnot. But uh, listen, I ain't with all that. Like I'm just not. <laughs> I so, so you would have so you would have been okay with it if he was his teammate, him celebrating. Oh no, no, no! I ain't say that. Cause, no, I said I understand why he did it. I ain't say <laughs> oh, I'm okay. cool with it. So you on the other? You on the other side? Oh yeah, like when we take a picture, I'm like, hey, cuz back up. <laughs> like legit, I'm like, so, hey, so you like, hey man, back up. You can't be in a photo right now. He just can't be near me. He don't be near everybody else. I don't care about him. So, what if he's in a photo with a mask? How you cool with that? Where Where am I at in this photo? Is he in the front in the line? Like, is he, is he in the front of mine in the back? Any scenario. Let's say we'll call it this. Let's say he's next to you. Not not. Let's no, say he's not, not next not, to me. Not next to you. Let's say in the line. But my point is, he's gonna be next to somebody. Okay, that's their problem. Okay, so he's you so you like. See, my, but here's my thing. So I kind of feel 50-50 on it. It's tough because I think it's a little bit irresponsible to be coming out there and celebrating when you tested positive for it. However, 
I think some people may feel like, well, he was already around us anyway. He played the whole game. They pulled him out in like the seventh inning, man, at the end of the seventh inning. He played the whole game. He's been in the dugout with these guys the whole time. So it's kind of like you kind of feel like, well, he hasn't been in isolation this long. And we just found out that the test was positive. So, like, we may already have it anyway or at this point, what's the difference? So I, I do hear that a lot. So a part of me feels that way. I'm so conflicted with it because a part of me feels like, well, just come on and come sell her. And like you said, you worked so hard to get to this point. I'm not and completely. It's like, mm. But, yeah, I mean, it's tough, man. I mean, I know you worked so hard for that, but it's just a sacrifice you got to make, And I, you know, with, with coronavirus. It's just one of those things because this is one of the problems that he's just a vehicle to use. This is how America is with the, with the virus in general, why our numbers are so high. Okay, you know okay. No, let me ask you a question. So mm-hmm. one of your homeboys, y'all go out and y'all play basketball or whatever. And then yeah. you find out he got coronavirus. You know, okay. been around him all day and y'all have plans to go out and get something to eat after the game or whatever. Okay. Are you going to go out and eat, get something to eat with him? No. Okay. That, see, that's exactly how I feel about Justin Turner's situation. When you put it like that, no. Here's the difference, though. They celebrate in the championship, man. Like, it's oh. tough. Like, you don't sell, you'd have been there the whole season. It's and t- that's like, what I'm trying to preface. I understand where he's coming from. I understand why he did it. Mm-hmm. If I was one of his teammates, when he's celebrating right over there by the first base, I'm gonna be over there by the third base. That's what I'm saying. I mean, so like I said, I, like I said, for some parts of it, he was not necessarily by people. He was with his wife. He he did have he came out with the mask on, which I thought was the right thing. If you're gonna do at least come out with the mask on, right? But then he took it off. So I was like, well, what was the point with even coming out with the mask if he was just gonna just take it right back off? Just okay, so turn. They had like turn. security to stop him. Like, where the top flight security at? So that's what the thing. Yeah, Craig and them wasn't there for top flight security. The, the thing about it was, is like, he didn't. They were saying the major league, major league baseball should have stopped him, and should have been like, hey, you can't go back out there. So they, there was a way. Like they allowed him to come out of isolation. He didn't just like sneak out. You know what I'm saying? Like they were like, he came out of isolation, and then somebody, somebody, whoever was in charge at that moment was just like, hey, go ahead, man. Like. Do your thing. So can I be mad at him? I mean, I know he's still wrong, but can I be mad at you if they let you do it? Well, I think it's one of those things you got to protect the player from himself and other people. So the MLB is investigating it. I don't know what exactly they're investigating because are they investigating who let him do that or are they investigating him? I mean, you don't really have to investigate him. He told you what he did. He showed you. So I don't know. It's very interesting to me. I think you got to go your way that you were saying. I agree because you can't risk it. You just can't risk it. And it's, it's kind of irresponsible. And I know you worked hard for that moment. And, I, and trust me, that is the worst time for it to be a positive test. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying, you know, but you got to be responsible. And it's just a bad example. Yeah. And I don't uh, think. And does your homeboys, you know, at the end of the day, you don't want to get one of your teammates sick. I mean, right. I, and you, you know, I wouldn't want to be in that. Like, do also, that. Also, remember, it's not just one of, your homeboys or your teammates, they've their teammates, they've got their wives and their kids out there too. Yeah, so yeah, so that I mean, I so I think he has to think about it in that regards. I think you know, he wasn't really cognizant of all that, but other than that, I mean, listen, they all adults. If you know mm-hmm. who tested positive, hey, y'all could have moved out of the way, yeah, yeah, it, it's hard in the moment, but to be honest with you, I don't know. If even all the players maybe even knew that he tested positive. Because like I said, it happened in the middle of the game. You know what I mean? I mean, they probably asked questions like, where is he at? So yeah, yeah, ain't gonna lie, they knew. You think all of them knew? Hey, when they said why he came out of the game, blah, 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 they knew. I don't know. 
think about it in baseball, you got some guys in the dugout, some guys all the way in the bullpen. You think they knew all the way over there? You know what I mean? Okay, the guys in the bullpen, yeah, yeah, yeah. They might not know. But when yeah. they came to celebrate at the end of the game, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, buddy just got corona. They know. Yeah. It's tough, man. It's a tough situation. I, I feel for him. I, I do feel for him. I hope he doesn't get really severely punished for it, to be honest with you. I mean, what I will say, though, it does seem like the fans or the spectators, they care more about this situation than the actual teammates or players do. Yeah. The, uh, Joe Kelly was one of the pitchers for the Dodgers. He actually came out and was defending them and was kind of like essentially along the lines of, hey, if we're not in a bubble, this is the risk of this happening type stuff. You know what I mean? So, you know, he's just defending this guy, which – you can't be surprised about, but you know we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. I definitely we're gonna have to bring it up again if they actually end up end up punishing him. It, it, it can't be in my eyes. It can't be something. Is it actually? Excuse me. Let me actually change it. In my eyes, it should be something probably a little severe. No, I, I think it, I think in my eyes it just depends. I know this is one of the situations where it just depends. If nobody actually gets sick, then I don't think the punishment should be severe if anything at all. If someone gets no, you know, but the point shouldn't be that. Nah, but I mean, it ain't like like you said he did win the championship. It's not like he just did this in some random game and Wednesday in Milwaukee. Like they were yeah. celebrating that World Series, so you know I'm giving a little bit of slack for that. People, but, but coronavirus kills people, so it's like it shouldn't yeah. matter if, if nobody got sick or if ten people got sick. It was the point of what he did. Here's my thing: get a severe penalty, take your penalty. You just knew the risk you was doing going into it. You know what I mean? You knew your you knew the risk. You were just like, hey, I'm just going to deal with the consequences. And I bet you that's what he'd tell you at the end of the day. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't. I'm sure he wouldn't. Honestly, I'm sure he wouldn't take it back. Yeah. So. He shouldn't. He really shouldn't. I mean, that's really what you wanted to do. And like I said, his teammates, you know, they could have been like, hey, hey, chill out. You know, don't come out here. But they didn't say that because they didn't care. They probably agreed with him. So at the end of the day, like I said, the fans and the spectators, you're the one that making a bigger deal out of it than they actually are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see you there. Uh, I do want to touch on something else here uh, before, real, just real quick with the NBA. You know, not much has been going on. I wanted to propose something that we talked about. Some of our friends off topic here. It was, of course, Daryl Moore, the uh, general manager, general manager formerly with the Rockets, uh, moved over to be the president of basketball operations with the Seventy Sixers. He's got a theory where he usually likes to have two stars. I think – do you think there's a chance he might try to go get James Harden and get him to Philly? And, and if so, no. who are you moving? No. I don't think he's going to get James Harden. I think uh, that ship is sailed. Um, I don't really think even the Philly fans or the owners would want him to trade Ben Simmons or uh, Joel Embiid for James Harden. Um, I don't think you really have to move them. Why can't those two guys play together and win together? I know they're not the best They're not winning fit. the championship. Why? I mean, we just saw the Miami Heat get to the uh, finals. And no yeah. offense, but Philly could be better than Miami Heat. They can beat them in the series. No, they cannot. Yes, they can. They can beat Milwaukee. I mean, who, yeah, they can beat any team in the East in the series. Then they're going to they're beat one of those teams in the series? How? How are they going to do that? What you mean? Okay, Joel Embiid is probably the best. He second best center in the league. So the, second best center league the, the same center that's getting foot massaged and eating cheeseburgers before a game. That's the guy that you're going to rely on. And the other guy won't even shoot the ball except when there's some cameras recording in an empty gym. Okay, but then we just saw the Miami Heat get to the finals with Jimmy Butler and who else? Jimmy Butler, who works hard and stays in shape and actually does things that contributes to winning. 
But I, I, I gave him credit by saying who else. I oh, mean, the end of the day, it's like guys. simple mathematics. Philadelphia 76 still has two superstars. I know Ben Simmons can't shoot, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, he's not the greatest player in the world, but he's still. Trey. A, hey, Trey, they don't you. have two superstars. They have two stars. Okay, fine. Don't. They have two stars. Okay. But what did Miami Heat have? Because, I mean, we were just sitting there debating the other week if they had a superstar in Jimmy Butler or not. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we would, okay, they had two stars. Miami Heat had one star. Is it really that big of a difference? I get what you mean. My thing with Philly, it's just always going to look good on paper. It's always going to look good on paper. And I know what you mean. If you got two stars, you always got a chance. I get you. I'm with you on that. I just think it'll never come to fruition where there'll, there'll be a championship caliber team. But why does I that do... have to look good on paper? Because, I mean, just two years ago, I mean, Kawhi, if he doesn't hit it, I ain't going to say a lucky shot, but if he just doesn't get a lucky bounce, mm-hmm. then he needs to come his finals. So here's that thing with that argument. Everybody's like, oh, Philly would have been the East Coast Finals if it wasn't for that one bounce. They would have still got bounced by Milwaukee. Come on, guys. Let's no, not, I don't let's think not Milwaukee bounced nobody. That year? That year they could have. I think they were a better team than that team. I think, think Toronto was a bad matchup. Me personally, I think Toronto was a bad matchup. But, yeah, that's why they won four in a row, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't know. I do think Daryl Morey's going to make a move, but I think that they, if they do move one of those guys – they may not get James Harden. I think they might try to get another star. Who that star is, I don't know. Well, just propose me an idea. Like, just say oh, a okay. star you think. Chris Paul. Here, here, I'll even go a step further. I go uh. a step further. I, I said, hold on. Let me set the table for it. I'll set the table for it. You move Ben Simmons, Chris Paul. I know they don't want the contract, but they they can actually play compatible together. Daryl Morey likes Chris Paul. He always loved Chris Paul. He even likes Chris Paul now, even at his age, and he feels like he can get Chris Paul to get Joel Embiid to force himself to be in the paint for the majority of the game. Now, obviously, you'd have to move pieces and money and make money work, make me a three-team deal. I'm not putting all those logistics in there. I'm just saying, you know, tomato, tomato, tit for tat. But let me fight back in that a little bit. I'm talking about when, considering his age, okay, we're going to consider the age. I'm not sure Chris Paul is a better player than Ben Simmons today. Like, I I just... mm -hmm. The passing, Ben Simmons, Chris Paul might be a slightly better passer, but it's not by much. And because of Ben Simmons' size, you know, he can make passes that Chris Paul can't make as far as defense goes. Of course, Ben Simmons has better defense ability than Chris Paul, especially at his age. And I think if Ben Simmons, if you move him around, first of all, I just don't think he's a point guard. I think he's more of like a a power forward. If you put him in the right position and, and put him in the right places on the court, I really feel like offensively he could match what Chris Paul can do right now at this moment. Here's my thing on that. Chris Paul is going to get the same, and I I'm, I love Chris Paul. One of my favorite players in the league, always been. He is going to be the Jimmy Butler argument. He's going to do things that contribute to winning that don't show up in the box score. So that's my argument when it comes to him over Ben Simmons. I know what you're saying. On paper, Ben Simmons is a better player, better skill set right now, younger. Of course, all of those things. But if it's money time and you want to win a game, Trey, you and I both know you're taking Chris Paul. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I guess, and, and that's man, the way I feel about it. I guess what I'm looking at, I'm looking at long term too. And I know you're still trying to win a championship this year, but I mean, long term, of course, you know, Chris Paul, boy, he has maybe two more years playing at this level, maybe one. You know, Ben Simmons is getting better every year. I know his shot really isn't improving, but. Overall, he's getting better every year. You can't take that away from him. I just think long-term, when you're trying to build a team, I don't know if you would trade him for like a Chris Paul player. That's all I'm saying. So here's my thing with that. 
would, would I would take Chris Paul. And if I have Chris Paul for two years and I have a chance to win a championship, let's say I have Chris Paul for two years. And in one of the two years, I either get to the championship or let's say win it. Let's say I win it. Get to the East, I win it. And I mortgage the future over that. I'll take having Ben Simmons and Embiid for six, seven years and not winning one. No, and because, I would, because, too. I would, too, if you win it. But that's what I'm saying. I don't even know if Chris Paul really helps you win it. Like, I don't know if he moves to, or just the um, pendulum right here. I think you're still in the same spot. You get Chris Paul with Joel Embiid. Okay, so I find your Chris Paul. Is Al Horford automatically better? Is Tobias Harris better? Well, hold on. Some of those guys will be gone money-wise, right? So I'm just I'm spitballing here. But some of those guys will be gone. How about this? I'll throw you a scenario. Not that this could work. I don't know, people, if this could work. What if you get a Victor Oladipo for cheap? And that means you'd have to move Tobias Harris and Hellfred and move some guys. But money-wise, now you got that. I guess that could work. But I I see my thing with Victor Oladipo, I just don't know what Victor Oladipo looks like. Because he really didn't look good at the end end, end of this year. In the playoffs and whatnot. Like, he looked like a player coming off a major injury. But you know what they say. It's always that second year coming off the injury, too. So, like you said, we'll see. I mean, we'll definitely see about it. So I just think it's interesting they bring the, bring these scenarios up with this offseason, a lot of stuff going on. We'll obviously be bringing you guys some draft coverage as we get closer um, going on there as well. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, but I do want to hit some NFL topics. We don't usually get to delve into it this much. But, of course, you know what I'm bringing up. The Dolphins, we got our victory today, moved to four and three. I need my flowers while I'm here. Tua had his first start. And let me just say, let me just say, Trey, because I got to have my moment. Let me just say, Tua did not even play that well. But guess what? He wasn't even on the field that much. And I know you didn't watch the game. You didn't watch much of the game. But we forced four turnovers. We had a defensive touchdown. We had a special teams punt return for a touchdown. I mean, it can't get much better when you, when you talk about support and your rookie quarterback in his first game. And all this is going against Aaron Donald. And, Trey, I don't know if you saw, but the second play of the game, he got a strip sack from Aaron Donald. Second play of the game. Tua, and I was like, uh-oh, here we go. But the good thing was he, he took that first hit, you know what I'm saying? Because you got to get that first hit out the way to kind of, like, hit the ground and, and get a little sweat going where you can be like, you know, because he hasn't got hit since he had that hip injury, so we don't even know. So he got hit, so I felt good about that, and they did a good job of playing well. And I think, I mean, if you could beat a team like that with that front, I mean, who's to say, you know, he's not going to get better each and every week? Now, he didn't look great. He didn't come out here looking guns blazing like Justin Herbert, or some of these other rookie quarterbacks, but he got a win and the team carried him around there. And I think, I know I'm a homer, but like, I think we have a legit chance to make a run at a playoff spot, maybe a walk. A run at what? Can... <laughs> to, to, at a walk car spot? Okay. In the okay. AFC? Okay, I'll let you have that. I just want, I want, I just want to make sure we clarify. Well, well, right well, well, I can't say division? No, you can't say that. So I'm telling you, you can't okay. say that. The, well, the Bills are six and two. So. It may be a little far out, but we we can make a run. I mean, how you feeling? I mean, how you feeling about? I like Tennessee. Obviously, the Steelers are undefeated. I'm not 100 percent sold on the Ravens right now. I don't know about you. I still like the Ravens. Let's not play around. You still like them? I'm okay. Okay, they lost to the Steelers, who's now seven and zero. Bit whoop. I mean, you know, listen. I, I like them to make the playoffs, but. Contending, I don't think they're a contender. Oh, I think they're a contender. I really don't think they're gonna win it, but I'm, I think they're a contender. I think they're a contender more so than Miami. If that's what we're trying, if that's what we're trying to say, no, 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 I agree with you there. I'm not gonna be that much of a homer. I agree, I agree with you there. I just don't think to me, the AFC they only really got like 
two or three real contenders, real contenders, like real chance of going to Super Bowl. Steelers, Bills, and then who else? No. No. I got Steelers. Well, so we got obviously the Chiefs, right? So Chiefs, Steelers, and I got the Titans. That's it. I don't think the Bills are a real contender to win a Super like to get to the Super Bowl. I think they're a really good team. But they, they showed you what happened when they go, when they played Tennessee. They showed you what happened when they played the Chiefs. When they played the real big dogs, it's different. They stay, they start looking like the Bills again. And see, maybe this is just me being naive, but I'm sorry, I just can't take the Tennessee Titans seriously. <laughs> Derek Henry's the best running back in the league right now. No, he is. Well, I mean, when have you ever heard of the Tennessee Titans being a serious contender? Hey, back when they had uh Eddie George and them guys. I mean, back in the day, but Oh, back in the early thousands? Yeah. I mean, but how long ago was that? What what year is it? I mean, yeah, it's, it's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. I'll give you that. But they're playing well, and it's not just that. They have they still have the same defense that they had last year when they beat the Ravens. And then you also got to keep in mind, Ryan Tannehill, I know we want to make jokes, but who's who's playing better than him if, if, he's, if his name is not Mahomes or Russell Wilson at quarterback? No one. Like, to be honest with you, I know the name, but no one. Joe Burrow. Stop that. Hey, no, 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 no. Stop that. Stop, stop. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Joe Burrow look like one of the top five quarterbacks in the league right now. His team. Trey. Stop. Hold up. Oh, this is a hot take. So y'all can quote me on this. Oh, Trey. His team, not all that. But as far as himself looking, he looks great. Aren't you the Baker Mayfield fan? Oh, so she want to bring hold on, hold on, yes, hold on. A, the cat that had like 123 yards today, right? Yes, I'm a Baker Mayfield fan. I think he gets slept on. How you get slept on? Nolan, I guarantee, yeah. guarantee, I could have won that day and got more yards than Baker Mayfield but, got today. Watch this. We gonna talk about Baker Mayfield. I guarantee that Browns make the playoffs. I guarantee you're here today. They make the playoffs. Now they're gonna not gonna that. Because <laughs> think about it, their their record's not even actually that bad. They got Odell. He doesn't have to worry about the pressure of having to throw the ball to Odell Beckham. He can just go out there and play it. Now, I know they lost today. I know it doesn't look great. I'll give you that. They're going to make the playoffs. But why should it be pressure when you're trying to throw it to Odell? I mean, I don't understand when people say that, oh, he has the pressure to worry about throwing to Odell. Shouldn't that make your life easier? It should, that- but th- think about it this way. If you have a star receiver, and to be, to be honest with you, it's not like Odell is just, like, crying and calling for the ball. He's not even doing that. It's just like when you have a star receiver and a guy is so great, you just know that you kind of force feed him the ball because you know he's like your best playmaker and you want to see – you think that giving him the ball always makes him better. But they were showing some plays on the NFL Live and things like that where he's kind of forcing – and that's Baker Mayfield's fault. It's not Odell Beckham's fault. He was forcing the ball, trying to get it to Odell Beckham instead of just making the correct play. You know, like it's like in basketball. When you know you got a great shooter or something like that, you're kind of like – or a great post player or whatever you want to call it, or just a great player, you kind of force feed him the ball when you could have just swung it to the guy that was wide open in the corner or something like that, it kind of is the same thing. No. It's the price of being great. When you have a great receiver like that, it should make your life easier. I mean, I ain't never heard Tony Romo complain about having Tara Owens. Well, I mean, well, he might have complained, but it would have been off the field stuff. It wasn't just on the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's right, right. He did complain a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah, but that was off the field. I like Tom Brady complaining about Randy Moss. Like, when you have a great receiver, that should elevate your game as a quarterback. Baker Mayfield, I mean, listen, he might hit up OBJ for, like, 50 yards one game, but that's really about it. It's not like he, they're breaking a 100-yard barrier with him. So, he really not force-feeding him that much. 
just well, he's really trying to. I, I would say they're just not doing it successfully. Well, yeah, but they ain't been doing that successfully for like the last 20 years. Okay, also true. Also true. So, I don't know. It. I mean, it, it's, it's funny, man. I mean, I think he's... You know, he's not obviously making me look good right now saying, you know, how he's been playing. He ain't making nobody look good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's not making everyone. Yeah, it's tough. I just think that he's better than what he shows sometimes. So maybe it's just like a little frustrating to watch. Man, sometimes you got to just admit you are what you see. Like, when that person chose you, that's just the way they are. I just don't think he's that bad. Like, you think he's going to be a guy like one of those going to be a backup or going to be out the league in a few years? No, 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 no. I'm not saying all that. Oh, okay, okay. He might be like a backup or, you know. Do you think a, he's going to have to be a starter? You have, wow, a you have starter to think about like that. on a bad team like the Miami Dolphins, yeah. Oh, wow. You got to really think about that, though. That's crazy. Like, yeah, like he he's a starter on like your average Miami Dolphins team or like your average Tampa Bay team. Wow, that is really crazy. I just don't think he's that good. So you do you like Sam Donald over him? I mean the the, the Jets oh, quarterback. Know, yeah. Okay, now see that's now now hold on the Jets are bad. He's yeah, no, no, bad. no, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah, so because you know that's when it gets a little iffy. It's like, are you bad or is your situation bad? You know what I'm saying? Okay, but can we just admit that whole like that whole draft? I mean, even Josh Rosen didn't pan out, and I know he didn't get the best shot. Lamar Jackson's the only guy. Yeah, like none of them panned out other than Lamar. So like, let, let, jo- no, Josh Allen, the Bills. Josh Allen did pan out. He's a good quarterback. Okay, is he a good quarterback? Yeah, he's a good. Their team is six. And no, no, no. I'm a Josh Allen fan. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm really oh, okay. young, but I, I just had to add. Like, is he a good quarterback? <laughs> but here's the he's thing. a good athlete. But is he a good quarterback? How? Here, you know, the number one thing for me is a, a good quarterback. Are you winning football games? Okay. And he wins football games. So that's what it is for me. I know last year he was running. You could call an athlete, this and that, Lamar Jackson, too. They won games. So they're, yeah, right, they're directing the offense. So and they, and they made the playoffs last year, and they're sticking to this year. And I will say he's a lot better passer than he was in the past few years than he is this year. He's improved a lot. So yeah, I know his decision-making is getting a lot better. His decision-making is getting a lot better. And I, I know it's not always the prettiest thing in the world. But, you know, he is he's all right. And, but it's, it's crazy to think that he could actually – be the second or well, Lamar's the best guy in that draft quarterback wise, but he can, who would have thought he would have been that guy. You would have said Darnold Baker Mayfield Rosen, right? You probably would have picked one of those guys right before, b- before well, him. So I, I guess, like I said, Baker Mayfield is like six foot. He doesn't have the strongest arm. I mean, he just really, even in college, he didn't really, you know, shock me or show me anything that made me fall out my seat. So how do you feel about Tua? I think Tua is a really good quarterback. Even though he's six foot, I mean, he has that Drew Brees kind of quality to him. I think he'd be really good. I think his biggest thing is going to be injuries, though, because he looked really small and slight on the field today. Like, so he, looked, he, he always looked like the smallest guy in the field. Yeah, but, you know, he didn't look that small when he was at Alabama, too, to be honest. I mean, he looked really small today. He looked he, like I mean, really small he didn't look that small at Alabama. You're right, but he got hurt like he was. Yeah, and he – you know, the thing is, the hip injury wasn't always bothering me about two. I always tell people that. It wasn't the hip injury. It was all the other knick-knack, knick, knick-knack injuries, the uh, the ankle, you know what I mean, and, you know, the wrist and, like, some of the other injuries that he had. So those are the ones that actually bothered me most. But do you think he's going to be better than 
or you like you because I'm well clearly yeah. I, I think you like Burrow the best out of those guys. Oh yeah, easily. And then you like Herbert, Herbert and the X or is just kind of still too soon. Uh, it's still too soon. I mean, because I think Tua, I, I really do think he's going to be a really good quarterback, barring significant injuries in his career. Mm-hmm. I think Tua, I think Burrow has a chance to be like in the next five to ten years the best player or the best quarterback in the league. I think Tua, he's going to be like that Russell Wilson, where you might not necessarily say he's the best quarterback in the league, but he's like the top two or three. He's in that area, and I think Herbert can be floating around in the area as well. Hmm. I just think like, I think Burrow, and I'm not comparing him to these guys. Well, I guess I am because I'm name dropping. But I just think he's going to be like the Brady or the Manning of the league. And what I mean by that is he's like the unquestioned number one quarterback in the league. Okay, so you think he's the next one? He's a, he's it. Yeah, and I'm not saying he's going to have that kind of career, but I think he's just going to be the unquestioned. Oh, he's the best quarterback in the league for three to five years, a period. Okay, at least. Wow, that's a lot. I mean. I can honestly see that happening. I mean, but it's really hard. It's really hard to tell with these guys too, because sometimes guys just really flame out. It's really it's a tough thing to do. I mean, even guys flame out all the time. Even Cam Newton. I was actually going to ask you, Cam Newton. They lost again today. I don't know. If, I don't know yeah. if you saw, but he fumbled. Yeah, he fumbled. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, so, Cam. What's the, what's think... the deal, man? Like, what's the deal? Like, break it down. What's the deal? Because I don't know what's going on. He's okay. He's, he, he missed like two weeks because of Corona. Yeah. They missed a whole bunch of practices, not just him, but, like, the team missed a whole bunch of practice because of corona outbreaks. Mm-hmm. They really don't have any good wideouts. They're missing a Hall of Fame tight end. Like, their team, honestly, they, look, they didn't really look that great last year. They just had arguably the best quarterback of all time. Like, it's really that simple. Come on now, bro, but come on. He's, he's skipping the ball to receivers. He's, the ball's not even getting the receivers. Like, and I, I understand all the stuff you're saying. But what's going on? Is he hurt? Like, I just want to – because I don't know. Because this is not the same dude. And I also I don't think, think he's hurt in the sense that, oh, he has this one injury that you could point to. I just think yeah. he's kind of has the Andrew Lux syndrome where he's just been hit so many times that – like, he's like – he's got Calvin Johnson. Like, he just – his body's just done. I think I really do think his body's just kind of done. Because I, I just never seen him – and I always was like, you know, I know that he had the, the MVP season in 2015 – I thought that season was kind of an anomaly anyway. I mean, I don't think he's ever was ever going to get back to that level. However, him being this bad, they're, I think, they're, what are they, two and five or two and six now? But I mean, Cam Newton, you have to look at him like a running back almost. I think he's just done. Like, I, I think uh, I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a, um, going to follow a similar pattern, unfortunately. Because, I mean, I saw him take some hits today just when I was watching the game briefly. And I'm like, oh, he's not really a quarterback. He's like a running back. And what I mean by that, I'm not trying to diminish his capabilities, but he gets hit like a running back. So I don't think he's going to be able to, you know, keep up this kind of production for years and years on end. Mm-hmm. I just think, yeah, I just think he's done. I think at some point his tank is just going to be empty. He's just going to be too nicked up. Right. And I think that's what happened to Cam. Yeah. I. It's kind of sad to see because I he wasn't this bad, man. Like, he was not this bad. So hey, but he's still dressing dapper. Look, I, I don't need to see another Cam Newton hat when he's doing he's playing like he's playing. <laughs> they they said his hat, you don't know if it's him or Mary J. Blige, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's hey, crazy. I mean he's still got the swag, though. He's still doing the Superman pose today. I mean, at least he's out there having fun. I was just really hurt for him that he really fumbled the ball right right at the end of the game like that. I was hurt. 
And I'm not I mean, even. But they were still losing. Obviously. I mean, it's not like they were a lot. Not like they were. Yeah, but Trey, they were in field goal range. All you had to really do is just at least give your kicker a chance to tie the game. You know what I mean? And then you can go to overtime and see what happens. Like he really fumbled the ball. That's tough, man. I remember what you're gonna do. You gonna put Stidham in? No, 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 no. So we saw that step. We saw that Stidham experiment at the end of the 49ers game, and I, I realized. I want to say I realized so quickly why they had to go to Simon Cam Newton. Oh my gosh, I was like, oh no, 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 this can't be it. And I yeah, know so- Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick went to one practice and he was like, this isn't it. This is not it. Look, Bill getting what he wanted. He wanted Tom Brady gone. I'm not even no Tom Brady fan, but I could see he wanted him gone. Yeah. He's getting what he asked for. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll keep up with it, you know, every week with, week, you know, NFL notes and things like that. So I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the season. I'm excited for Tua. I'm excited to be bringing everyone an update every single week. But, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting, man. How was Halloween for you, by the way? I didn't even ask. Uh, man, I forgot it was even Halloween. Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> how do you do? I, how do you do Halloween with COVID? Like, you don't. So I just forgot. Yeah, I, I just. I mean, how do you do? I mean, I saw some pictures. I saw people doing certain things. Um, you know, you know, Halloween parties, things like that. But how do you do it with the kids? Because that's that's tough. I mean, what would you? Because I don't know. I, I guess you what... can take them trick or treating, but then I know some people left like candy outside their house in a bucket and say, "Take one piece." Actually, people were doing that before COVID. To be yeah, honest. they were. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it became more prominent now. Yeah. But so I mean, I guess, other than I that, that's, I mean, that's not really trick or treating. That's just grabbing a piece of candy out of a bucket. So, I mean. Yeah, well, I was like, I'm like, you do that with kids like me, man. It's, you know, the bucket's oh, done. I'm taking a bucket. Yeah. And I'm so, keeping a bucket. So, you know, make sure they have that ring doorbell on deck because the candy's going to be gone, man. You think I'm going to care about ring? Damn, my neighborhood. Y'all ain't going to find me. <laughs> it's crazy. I was like, this is an unfortunate time with things like that coming up with the, with these holidays, you know. And Halloween is one of the main ones where it's real human interaction. I know, you know, at least Thanksgiving and Christmas and all the other holidays, it's going to be, you know, with your intimate family. So, you know what I'm saying? But the other ones, it's really hard to social distance. But I mean, I think it's just a wash. It's like Black Friday. It's not going to be a Black Friday this year. It's a wash. Just follow what it is. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. But, you know, it's been fun like always. We want to thank you all so much for joining us. Once again, I know we urge everyone, while we always have you here, the election is only a few days away now. We're recording this on a Sunday. Please, like we say every week, just go out and vote. If you haven't early voted, you still can. If you're not, just please go out and vote. Take some time out on your Tuesday. Trey, I know you want to echo those same thoughts, man. Go ahead. Yeah, man, just Please go out and vote. I mean, I know a lot of times in life we think our vote really is meaningless. I mean, meaningless, but it, it's not. Just go out and vote. And if you don't vote, I mean, you really don't have a voice. So, I mean, just go vote. And if you don't vote, please don't tell me. <laughs> right, you don't vote, just don't tell me. I don't even want to know about it. Yeah, just lie to me. That's <laughs> just lying to you. Lie, you want them to lie and tell you that, that they voted. Mm-hmm, just lie. <laughs> All right, man. Well, Everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Please like and subscribe. We appreciate you so much. We're going to be bringing you so much more content. So many more things that we want to touch on. We'll get to it soon. Once again, we're taking all your questions. We will get to them. We'll answer them uh, right here when we record. So thank you guys so much. Go out and vote. Happy Sunday.